Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. Summer means different things to different people. Well, I'll tell you what it means to me. Summertime for my family means 4th of July fireworks and cookouts and the first fireflies that we see at the beginning of June. And summer also means one glorious week with my family on the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey. And it means eating pizza on the boardwalk. And it's glorious. It's amazing. That's what summer means to me. But it also means the same thing for me as it does for you. Let me explain. For private school leaders, let's face it, summer means wrapping up this school year and then immediately preparing for next school year. Interviewing teachers, overseeing maintenance of the building and cleaning of the building, and the list just goes on and on with all the things that we have to do during the summer to wrap up this school year and to get ready for the next school year. But we make lists, we try to check all the things off that we can, and we also try to have some time for ourselves. But speaking of lists, there's another thing that a lot of our schools do in the summertime or right about the end of a school year, and that is email to our families the summer reading list. And I know that at my school that we have a summer reading list that's different for each grade, and we have one to two required books, and then we have suggested books. Well, on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, I'm going to share with you a summer reading list, and this one is just for you. We are going to count down the top 10 leadership books for private school leaders. Now, I hear what you're saying. You're saying, Mark, I don't have time to read a book. Okay, I know. I get that. But I also know two other things. I know that you have more time now during the summer than at any other time during the year. And the second thing that I know is that you care about growing yourself as a leader or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And reading one of these leadership books this summer will help you grow as a leader. So before we get into that top 10 list, I wanted to let you know that I've created a free resource for you called The Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. This is a 10-page PDF that will help you to keep your staff and students safe and help keep your school out of court. Litigation is expensive and time-consuming and very stressful, and this common sense guide will help you to be more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. And you can grab the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. And that's a gift just to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you've gotten value from listening to this podcast, I would love to work with you one-on-one. I would love to take my experience 
and help you to feel less overwhelmed and frustrated at work or help you have success if you're a brand new leader. I also work with private school leaders who are aspiring heads of school and they want to accelerate their leadership growth or experienced leaders that are moving on to a new school and they want to get off to a great start. So if I'm describing you, then you could head over to theprivateschoolleader.com slash coaching to learn more about working with me one-on-one. That's theprivateschoolleader.com slash coaching. And one last thing, I want to hear from you. If you're getting value from the podcast, if you're trying a strategy, if you're being encouraged by what you hear, I'd love for you to shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. And just let me know how it's going with a new strategy or what has encouraged you or maybe why you are discouraged and what is your biggest pain point right now or throughout this most recent school year. So we're talking about summer reading lists. And I just want to say that over my career of now 32 years of being a private school leader, I've read a lot of leadership books, and these are the top 10 leadership books that I've read, and what I'm going to do is to tell you about each one, and then they'll all be linked in the show notes should you want to check out one of the books or maybe buy one of the books or perhaps even check one out at your library. So let's count down the top 10 leadership books for private school leaders. Number 10, Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell. So John Maxwell's name will be, you'll hear it again on this list. And he is, in my opinion, one of the best leadership experts in the world. And I've been reading his books since the mid-1990s. And most of them are very good. Um, There are actually two on this list. And John Maxwell, in in this book, he examines the differences between leadership styles, and he outlines principles for inspiring and motivating and influencing others. And John Maxwell has a very straightforward writing style. His books are an easy read as far as not super complex or super dense or super philosophical. They're very tactical and lots of really good advice and lots of really good application. So, the principles that he describes in the developing the leader within you, they can be used in any organization to grow integrity and self-discipline and to bring positive change. And this book will also examine how to be effective in the highest calling of leadership by understanding the five characteristics that set leader managers apart from run-of-the-mill managers, quote-unquote. So those are Maxwell's words. He wants to talk about setting leader managers apart from run-of-the-mill managers. And so the areas that he focuses on are influence, priorities, character, creating positive change, problem-solving, serving people, vision, self-discipline, and personal growth. And I'm going to read a quote from that book. Um, Quote, the process for developing personal discipline. Start with yourself. Start early. Start small. Start now. 
Organize your life, welcome responsibility, accept accountability, develop integrity, pay now, play later, become character-driven instead of emotion-driven. So those are a few phrases that I've just pulled out from the book. But as I said, John Maxwell, one of the foremost leading leadership experts in the world, And number 10 is Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell. All right, on our summer reading list, let's move on to number nine. And number nine is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now, you've probably heard of this book. And the reason you've probably heard of it is because it's one of the best-selling books of all time. And it has sold over 40 million copies. And... I was kind of late to the party on Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And what I mean by that is is that it was probably about 12 or 13 years ago when I read it for the first time. But I've really applied a lot of these habits to my leadership, and they have definitely helped me. And so I'll just go quickly through the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number one be proactive. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Habit number four, think win-win. Number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Habit number six, synergize. Habit number seven, sharpen the saw. Now, there might be another reason why this sounds a little familiar if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, and that's because back in episode three, I did an episode called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Private School Leaders, and I will link that in the show notes. You can always find the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 33, It's always theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode and then the number of the episode. But episode three of this podcast, um, I also did a plug and play PD for your teachers called the seven habits of highly effective private school teachers. And that's available on my website. And what it is, is a 45 minute video webinar where I used the seven habits of highly effective people and created it specifically for private school teachers. And the reason that it's called a plug and play PD is because this is something that you could do during a faculty meeting or maybe during in-service in August with new teachers. And um, it also has guided notes and discussion questions and all of that is there for you for free at the private slash resources. So again, I'll link episode three and I'll link the plug and play PD in the show notes. And all of that is there for you to use for yourself as far as reading the book or to use with your teachers as far as the webinar and the guided notes. All right. So on our list, leadership book number nine in our countdown is the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. All right, on to number eight. Number eight is The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. So in The Culture Code, Daniel Coyle goes inside some of the world's most successful organizations like Pixar, the San Antonio Spurs, the United States Navy SEAL Team 6, 
Zappos, even a group of jewel thieves. And he goes in and embeds himself in these organizations and kind of figures out, well, what makes them tick? And then tries to demystify the culture building process. And he identifies three skills, three key skills that generate cohesion and cooperation, and then explains how diverse groups learn to function with a single mind. And I mentioned some of those great organizations before. So let me just hit you with the three key skills from Daniel Coyle in The Culture Code. Number one, form a safe environment so everyone will let their guard down and cooperate. Skill number two, share your own shortcomings to show people it's okay to make mistakes. And skill number three, build a sense of purpose through a shared goal and a simple way towards it. And he has tons of research and tons of case studies and tons of interviews. And for me, this is probably the best book out there. If you want to be intentional about improving the culture at your school, I would say that this is the book for you. And so, again, he goes into all of these different organizations. He tries to, as, as I'll put it, demystify that process of building culture, he breaks it down into skills, and it's a really good read. And very specifically, if you're interested in improving the culture at your school, this might be the book for you. Number eight, The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. All right. On our countdown of your summer reading list of leadership books, number seven, Servant Leadership in Action by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell. Now, I know that you've heard me talk about servant leadership before on this podcast. Even if you've only listened to one episode, you've probably heard me say, when I sign off, serve first, lead second, make a difference. Well, what I'm describing with that those three phrases is servant leadership. And this book is a little different from the other books on this list because it says that it's written by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell, and they do write some of it, but most of it is, is that they've curated and edited 44 servant leaders who each write a separate article or chapter, um, and they offer advice and tools and strategies for implementing servant leadership, which is proven, it's been proven for hundreds or even thousands of years as one of the most effective leadership styles, but for some, it's still radical. It's still a radical leadership model. But I would say that if you asked me what is, if I had to boil it down to what is one reason why I'm successful at my school um, if I had to boil it down to one thing, I would say because I practice servant leadership. And this book is the most comprehensive book on servant leadership that I have found. And so if that's something that interests you and you kind of want to go deeper on that and have that be something that's part of your leadership, then you might want to check out number seven on our list, Servant Leadership in Action by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell. Okay, on to number six. Number six is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And again, a lot of these books are pretty different. Um, you know, the, this book is written by two Navy SEALs, um, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And there's a lot of very, very useful leadership advice. 
And they were in Ramadi, Iraq in 2012. And Jocko Willink has also written a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. But that's a big theme in this book. But as the title might imply, Extreme Ownership talks about, well, I'll just read the, the three main points that I pulled from it, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Number one, a team's success depends on the leader's willingness to take blame for failure. And that's something that's hard for us to do. I mean, we are sometimes, as leaders, uh, quick to explain or blame or point the finger and not always quick to take blame, especially if somebody else messed up. But um, number two, key takeaway from this book, pressure is inevitable as a leader. Remaining calm and effective comes from establishing priorities and taking action. And then takeaway number three, managing risks before they pop up is a key attribute of great leaders. And so what they do, um, Jocko Willink and Leif um, Babin, is, is that they take real-life examples that are intense from their time in Ramadi, Iraq in 2012, and they apply it to leadership and specifically to how the leader has to take extreme ownership for the culture of the team, the success, the, the, certainly the mistakes of the team, and then sharing the credit when it comes to the successes of the team. And a couple of other themes are staying strong, staying disciplined, and staying level-headed in high-stakes scenarios. So um, it's an easy read. It's very uh, straightforward, very interesting, and, and um, the different um, case studies that they use from their time in Ramadi. So again, two Navy SEALs wrote this book, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Number six is called Extreme Ownership. All right. We're into the top five of leadership books for your summer reading list for you to consider reading one of these books this summer. And number five is called Hopes and Fears, Working with Today's Independent School Parents by Robert Evans and Michael Thompson. And I just want to say that by far, this is the best book available for how to effectively work with private school parents. And that sentence is so important, I will say it again. By far... This is the best book available for how to effectively work with private school parents. It's published by the National Association of Independent Schools, NAIS. Independent schools exist because of the hopes and fears of parents, quote unquote. And so let me dive into that for a second. That's, that's the premise of the book, is that independent schools exist because of the hopes and fears of parents. And they elaborate and say that parents hope that their children will get more individualized attention, that they will be safe, that they'll make the varsity team, or that they'll get a role in the school play, or they'll have academic rigor, as well as a lot of really good friends um, in a safe, friendly environment. So those are their hopes. But private school parents also have fear and anxiety that these hopes will not be met and that their child will not be ready for the future, academically, socially, emotionally. So then they say, quote, this is Robert Evans and Michael Thompson, quote, independent schools run every day on the hopes and fears of teachers, end quote. So to put those two quotes together, independent schools exist because of the hopes and fears of parents. Independent schools run every day on the hopes and fears of teachers. And 
they elaborate to say um, teachers hope that their teaching will make a difference. They hope that they will not be weighed down by the bureaucracy and quote-unquote teaching to the test that exists in many public schools. Teachers in our private schools hope that their teaching will be respected and appreciated by the parents and by the school's head of, by the head of school. But when parents turn critical, those hopes quickly can turn to fear and anxiety. And so this book, Hopes and Fears by Robert Evans and Michael Thompson, this book it addresses, excuse me, it addresses the collisions, the inevitable collisions between the hopes and fears of parents and those of teachers. And so they break it into a few different parts. Um, part one, they call the rising tide of anxiety, um, normal tensions, and developmental flashpoints. And um, I really, if you do read this book, I'd really encourage you to focus in on developmental flashpoints within your school. So in our school, let's say it's third to fourth grade, where you go from lower school to intermediate school, um, fifth to sixth grade, where you go from intermediate school to middle school. Um, and in your school, maybe it's going from middle school to high school. My school only goes up to eighth grade right now. But um, these collisions, or excuse me, these developmental flashpoints are when you go from division to division and the parents have a lot of anxiety about, is there going to be a bunch more homework and just things of that nature. And so um, high, um, early and often um, high communication about what they can expect helps to reduce those anxieties. Um, part two are challenges. Part three is coping. And they break that down into the basic toolkit, which are 95% of the parents, and also the advanced toolkit, which is for the five percenters and the ones that are super hard to work with. And so those are broken down into the anxious and incompetent, the unresponsive, and the intimidators. And that might ring a bell because I did an episode called the um, how to handle the 5% of parents that are trying to destroy your school. And I based it on that part of that one chapter in this book. And I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and then chapter 11, um, I think is a highlight for me because it's a guide for school leaders on training and supporting teachers in parent communication and building relationships with parents. So like I said before, this book in my opinion, is the best book available for how to effectively deal and work with private school parents. And the book is called Hopes and Fears, Working with Today's Independent School Parents by Robert Evans and Michael Thompson. And that's number five on our countdown, which brings us to number four, which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, you may have heard of this book. Again, a multi, multi uh, million uh, sold, um, best, New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I believe it was published in 2018. And the idea behind it are atoms are tiny but very powerful. And if we make tiny changes over time, it will make a huge difference. And I want to read a quote from the book. Uh, quote, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity, 
unquote. And there are so many good strategies in this book, but I would say that the other thing that is key here is that he, James Clear starts this book by talking about how we want to change our habits. So let's apply it to our lives at our private school. So maybe we want to be more productive or we want to be more proactive or we want to, um, you know, do a better job of staying on top of things when it comes to um, teacher, the teacher meetings or whatever it is. Um, he talks about how it's the, the activation energy that it takes to get started on something is usually what keeps us from from being able to accomplish those goals or to change those habits. But he really gets into at the beginning of the book, how changing our habits has a lot to do with our identity. And so habits shape your identity and vice versa. So he goes into saying things like, I am a runner. I am a leader. I am a healthy person. And so instead of saying, well, I run every once in a while, or I, I jog every once in a while, the difference is I am a runner. Or instead of saying that I work at this private school and I'm the head of school, I am a leader. Um, instead of saying, well, I try to eat healthy and not put a lot of garbage into my body, I am a healthy person. And so it comes from the identity and then your habits uh, have a higher degree of motivation. And then another quote from the book that you may have heard, if you know anything about atomic habits or have heard of this book, is a very famous quote from the book is, quote, you do not rise to the levels of your goals, you fall to the levels of your systems. And then James Clear also says to, quote, be the designer of your world, not merely the consumer of it. And he talks about how being an intentional, intentionally designing our environment can help with us being able to adopt better habits or to break bad habits. And then the last thing I'll add on that, James Clear talks about the four laws of habits in this book. Number one, make it obvious. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And number four, make it satisfying. So if you're thinking at all about building better habits for next school year or changing some bad habits, then you might want to consider book number four on our list, which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that brings us to number three, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And so in this book, Simon Sinek says, quote, leaders are the ones who are willing to give up something of their own for us, their time, their energy, their money, maybe even the food off their plate. When it matters, leaders choose to eat last. So the name of the book is Leaders Eat Last. And the idea, you'll, you'll see some themes here that will resonate with you if you are a fan of servant leadership, or if that is your leadership style, or if you're trying to become more of a servant leader. And a couple of the big ideas from this book are when we feel safe among the people with whom we work, the more likely we are to survive and thrive. Another big idea from the book is when the people 
have to manage the dangers from inside the organization, the organization itself becomes less able to manage the dangers from outside. So let me hit you with that again. So think about your school. If the teachers and staff members at your school don't feel emotionally safe and there's a lot of gossip and a lot of toxic behavior or even some toxic behavior and they're managing the dangers from inside the organization, the organization itself becomes less able to manage the dangers from outside. Now, teachers might not see that as their role to manage the dangers from outside the organization, but that could come in many different ways. Um, that could look many different ways. It could be competition from the local public school, and then that affects your enrollment. It could be that parents are perceived as being outside of the organization. So again, leaders eat last. The idea is, is that we're going to sacrifice and we're going to make our people feel safe. And again, it's about servant leadership. It's about empathy, humility, and taking good care of your people. And I really love this book. Um, it really checks a lot of boxes as far as effective leadership in general, but specifically at our private schools. And that's number three, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And number two is another book by Simon Sinek, and that is called Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action, again, by Simon Sinek. So, the big idea with Start With Why is that you must have a very compelling reason why you do what you do. And so whether you call it a purpose or a mission or a calling or your just cause, you have a very, very compelling reason why you do what you do. And the idea behind it is, is that if what you do for a living or different things in your family or in your personal life, but specifically as you lead your private school, the more difficult the job, then the stronger your why needs to be. And so there's a lot of crossover here with this book and Simon Sinek's TED Talk, um, How Great Leader, Leaders Inspire Change. And he talks in the book and in the TED Talk about the golden circle. And that's when you act, think, and communicate from the inside out. And maybe you've seen the golden circle. Um, it's just basically th uh, three circles inside of each other. And the most center circle, centermost circle, is the why. You start with why, and then you work outwards to the how and to the what. And he talks a lot in his TED Talk, but also elaborates in a significant way in this book about how most companies start with what, with all the features and get to the how, and then maybe eventually get to the why. Um, and so this is also something where um, there's a dual benefit to reading this book. One is, is it's going to make you really assess and evaluate your why and help you come up with your strong, compelling why if you haven't done that yet. But it's also going to help you with um, advertising and with your website and with the messages that you craft and the conversations that you have with prospective parents or parents who are thinking about leaving the school. Um, because your parents kind of don't want to hear about all your features. Um, even incoming parents, it's like buying a car. You know, if you, if you start with why 
and you see these commercials and they're talking about luxury and they're talking about you deserve this car because you've worked hard for it and it's a status symbol and it'll make you feel great on the inside and it'll make you, you know, the heads turn in your neighborhood when you're driving this car. Um, and I'm using that example because I know as private school leaders, there's very, 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 very few of us that are driving something fancy. Um, but the idea is, is that you start with why you start with the, um, your motivation and what do you believe and your just cause, then you work out to how your process, you know, what are the things tactically that you do and then what, what is it that you do? What are the results of your why? What's the proof of how you do it? And so, um, start with why is number two on our list by Simon Sinek. Um, another great book, which brings us to number one and number one is the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. And I've been reading leadership books for almost 30 years. And this book is the best leadership book available, in my opinion. And it's exactly what it says. John Maxwell writes about 21 laws of leadership. And the tagline is, if you follow these laws, people will follow you. And it's very straightforward. It's an easy read. It's something you can pick up and put down. There's 21 laws. There's 21 chapters. I'm just going to highlight a couple of the um, laws. Law number one, the law of the lid. Um, leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. And I mentioned the law of the lid in episode one. Uh, law number three, the law of process. Quote, leadership develops daily, not in a day. And so it really emphasizes how this is a process of us growing as leaders and growing our schools. Law number four, the law of navigation, quote, anyone can steer the ship, but it takes a leader to chart the course, end quote. Law number 10, the law of connection, quote, a leader touches a heart before they ask for a hand. And law number 18, the law of sacrifice, quote, a leader must give up to go up, end quote. And again, um, this is something that just over the years, um, I keep coming back to it and it's been 30 years and, and these laws have not changed as far as them being useful, being applicable. And um, just, again, it's an easy read. It's very strategic, very tactical and very applicable. So what are our big takeaways? Well, the summer is typically when you have the most time to actually read a book. And we have summer reading lists for our families. You're listening to this podcast because you want to grow as a leader. And I feel like reading one of these leadership books this summer will help you become a better leader. And so I'm just going to go through them quickly again. Number one, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. I'll just pause here for a second. I know that when you listen to the podcast, many of you are multitasking and I want you to multitask. Um, and so don't think that you need to kind of like write these down or anything like that. The show notes are at the private school slash episode 33. And all of these will be there with links and everything that you need. So I just interrupted myself because I was just picturing people scrambling for something to write with. You don't need to do that. It's all in the show notes. Okay. Um, our top 10 leadership books for private school leaders. Number one, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Number two, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Number three, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. 
Number four, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Number five, Hopes and Fears, Working with Today's Independent School Parents by Robert Evans and Michael Thompson. Number six, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Number seven, Servant Leadership in Action by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell. Number eight, The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. Number nine, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And number 10, Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell. And I always like to wrap up an episode with a call to action. And your call to action is to read one leadership book this summer. And you can find links to this book to purchase them at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 33. Or you could probably find many of these titles at your local library. But either way, uh, the call to action is to read one of these leadership books by the end of summer. So I hope you got value from the episode. I want to let you know about another free guide that I have for you called Five Strategies to Help You Work with Difficult Parents. And it's it's difficult. It's, it's demanding. It's emotional when we work with parents. And I've created a guide that gives you tools that you need to build better relationships and have better meetings with the difficult parents at your school. And you can grab that at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents. And also, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is mark.o.minkus at gmail.com, m-a-r-k.o.m-i-n-k-u-s at gmail.com. Just shoot me a quick email and let me know how it's going, or one of your biggest pain points could turn into an upcoming episode and I can better serve you. And so please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, I'll mention it one more time since we have a long list in the show notes. Those are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 33. And a new episode comes out every week wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Instagram at theprivateschoolleader and Twitter at thepsleader. And if you got value from this episode, I'd love it if you would share it with other leaders at your school or someone that you think is an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say I appreciate you and all of your hard work. Thank you so much for taking some of your time to join me here today. And I will see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.